started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my heart right here. Welcome to Shady Pines, an afterthought media podcast in which gay men discuss the Golden Girls. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 4, titled It's a Miserable Life. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two very Golden Girls, first from show business. Please say hello to Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam. Hi, Joe. It's great to see you again. Ah, what a week. All this what stuff has happened in been. a week. Yeah, it's been a long-ass <laughs> week. I only think I talk to you half hour every week. So funny, Adam. Uh, you know, uh, I've only known you for a short time, but I feel like we've known each other forever. I couldn't agree more, and I love that about us. Yeah. Speaking of, from After Buzz TV, <laughs> which is so funny to tell you, before I introduce uh, this person, we have a very warm and personal relationship outside of the show. And I would say this is the first time that I've actually been kind of aggressive towards him. I don't like it. I don't know why he brings this out in me. But uh, from After Buzz TV, please say hello to Jay Ellis. Jay, what's going on? You and I do not have an adversarial relationship. What's going on here? Is it because I wouldn't sign your petition to remove the tree? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's, That's a reference I can get down with. That is a great reference. That is a great yeah. reference. But I yes, I, I, you're in like a little tizzy tonight with me, and I don't know what's happening. You know, I, I'm not afraid to slam this laptop down and throw it out my window, though. Well, it's funny that you said I've, I've been thinking here why you, know, as you know, Jay, I had kind of a, a rough uh, afternoon, and so I'm wondering: is it that? Is it some sort of like pent up aggression that I have, or is it? Uh, or I'm wondering, you know, I'm just still in the footsteps of last season and I just need a new boo hacker. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm happy. You know, I don't care. So. Yeah. I don't, I just felt bad. I felt in the last one, I went kind of ham. So everyone that listened to that now is like wishing there was an apology and they, you got to tune into the fourth to, to. Yeah, I guess, I guess they're all waiting. You apologized, I guess that one. <laughs> Not to put I, words in your mouth. I felt like uh, like you were Adore Delano and I was Michelle Visage on. I was just going to say, I'm Adam, I'm going to pull you aside and just say, I don't belong here. <laughs> and then I'm going to show up with like no makeup and glasses and be like, I'm apologizing. I don't, I don't apologize to my fucking kids. You know? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say no makeup. Should we just talk about All Stars 2 instead of uh, Golden Girls? <laughs> In my opinion, yeah. Well, you know, Jay and I are doing an All Stars two. Uh, what would you call? Would you call it a recap, a, a re- revisit, or what would you call it? Supplemental material. You know, yeah. if you want, if you love it as much as we do, it's a good listen because we're just chatting about the episode, not like plot points, but just our feelings about what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have such a good idea for a guest for you for that, and it's actually me. Uh, <laughs> we would love for you to be a guest on there. You were the I- one who was like. Mm. Adam Adam and I 
I, uh, we did a thing for After Buzz a while ago where it devolved into a complete, we were supposed to be talking about season nine and then it ended up being all about Alaska and All Stars 2 and kind of how much we love that show. Well, you know what, how it weirdly ties in is, um, you know, like Sam Pancake and Jackie B. Yes. They all do, uh, a Golden Girls thing at, uh, at, uh, Casita del Campo. I think uh, it was like last year, maybe. Was it last year or the year before? They yeah. did this episode and Alaska played uh, Frida Claxton. Frida Claxton. I didn't see it though. I, I couldn't get it. Did you, did you see it, Adam? I saw it, yeah. It was, oh, how it was, was amazing. It? Alaska is a true Golden Girls fan, so yeah. it was truly her pleasure. Uh, and you could tell she was great. Yeah. And when I saw that she was going to do that, I was like, fuck. I remember the guy that. Stocky guy who's the doorman over at Casita del Campo was like, remember how he got a hold of me or whatever? He's like, we we have two people dropped out tonight if you want to come, but I couldn't make it. But I remember I really wanted to see it, and yeah, I couldn't it was make great. it. I bet you'll do it again. Someday. Yeah, 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 and when, yeah. You know, when life's normal again. Yeah, if, if there's ever going to be a hot spot for COVID-19, it's going to be the, the cellar of Casita del Campo. <laughs> God bless it. There's never been a truer statement. Yeah, there's no ventilation. Uh <laughs> I've often no way to escape. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I've often wondered, well, Jay, you've been backstage. Is Are there other ways out? Yeah, there's a back exit. Where you still have to walk up the stairs. The, so there's stairs down to the audience, like the chairs is mm-hmm. different from the, I guess, performer's entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is one that leads out to the parking garage or out to the parking lot, which is flat with. So there's there's three ways out, I guess. But in oh, okay. an emergency, yeah, you'd better. Yeah, yeah, I did um, Rocky Horror, like a mashup Rocky Horror Picture Show Hedwig. Joe came. <laughs> oh, I came. Let me tell you this, Adam. It's it's very awkward. Now, if you've ever been in this, in this experience where like, oh, it's my friend Jay Ellis. I brought friends, you know, to sure. come see Jay Ellis perform. I'm so proud of him. He comes out, he's basically nude in this show. Sure. Well, and, I mean... If he's shirtless for the podcast, what'd you expect at a Rocky Horror show? Yeah, I know my costume. Well, that's what's funny is I invited people and like, P.S. Like, you don't have to come, but just be prepared. Like, there's a lot happening because you know I was like the Eddie character, so it's just I'm in a gown and then they rip it off and I'm in like these leather chaps that are laced up, like with barely underwear on and big uh, platform boots. And it, it was like probably the best time I've had in my life. It was so oh, fun really? with a ton of choreography. Hmm. I didn't know it was one of the best times you ever had in your life. Just to, to learn choreography and to sing and perform. I don't know. It was really a, it was a good time, but the Casita is a very special place to me. That's, and I'm shocked. I haven't seen other shows there. I should go back. I mean, oh, once this is all over, I'd love again, to go there. Before pre COVID every year, almost on the same date, do I go see Dina Martina? You know? Oh, oh that's great. They have uh, her hung up in the back, like a, a big poster. Oh, do you, do you go see her there? Who do you, what do you go see there? Uh, Adam? Um, constantly Golden Girls Live, certainly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a few other random shows. I'm a big fan of slash friend of Drew Drogi. Okay. And if you know him, he's just constantly, well, he's constantly performing all over town. But of course, that oftentimes means the, the basement of Casita. So mm-hmm. I've seen him in a few random things, but multiple times Golden Girls. So it seems like you are adjacent or in, as I call that sort of Silver Lake, uh, Los Feliz gay mafia. Um, or a fan of at least. I, yeah. It's far too far for me to drive yeah. on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Three miles oh, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's LA. no, but you know, it's it's funny you say that. In LA, though, that is an eternity. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Oh, exactly. It wasn't. A, it was funny, but it wasn't a job. No, because I remember one time I had a drive from Burbank Airport to like the West Side, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's easily like thirty miles." It was like eight miles or something. Like it's, it's not that far, but it takes forever. It sure does. I hope you brought your McDonald's cup on that trip. <laughs> no, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. It's funny that you say that. I, I, I am turning into such an old man. I've decided to invest because of my experience in one of two things, and maybe you can help me decide. I'm going to talk about this on my okay, podcast okay. tomorrow. Either like those those urinal jars for like old men that for hospitals has like a screw sure. on cap, but because it's the, the thing with the McDonald's cup is you have to then angle it in. Does that make sense? Angle your schlong. I'm talking about your dick. Whereas mm-hmm. these bottles have a slant to them. So all you got to do is stick stick your schwanz into, you will understand that as a Russian Jew. Uh, Adam, <laughs> you have to stick your schwanz into this angle and then it takes care of the, and then it, it, it's angled so the pee just goes in. Or, and I know this is going to sound silly, but hear me out. If I know I'm going to be drinking multiple Diet Cokes to go into West Hollywood during COVID on the middle of a Friday afternoon, I think I'm going to buy, and hear me out, I think I'm going to buy male diapers. No. So what would I, you, what would you I did say? not see that coming, honestly. Yeah, twist. What would you say, the urinal, Jay, or the male diapers? Can you just plan ahead and not drink that many <laughs> Diet Cokes? Well, that wasn't an option. That's option C. I think. You know, option D is that Adam Salandra goes, you know what, Joe, you're wearing a mask. Why don't you come in here and use my urinal? Mm. Now, did you ask? No, I couldn't because you were on a phone call. Good point. Um, I am, I'm, I would never judge the diapers, but I am concerned that we're, we're at that point already. Well, because you know what made me think about it is remember that <laughs> astronaut that went to go kill her lover? Sure. Yep, and, and she, just, drove, so they, she kept driving. Yeah, so she kept driving. She and I think I guess NASA astronauts are trained to do that. I guess astronauts do wear diapers, and so she was like, "Yeah, I'm trained to do that." So she wore the diapers, so she she wouldn't have to stop for to go to the restroom. Like, you know, there's something brilliant about that. The th- I I definitely agree. It's good planning ahead, but I would say since you you gave a full monologue about the way that you stick your schwanz in and it's angled, like it sounds like there's a lot going for the first option, and it doesn't involve sitting in your own urine. So that's going to be my vote for you, Joe. Okay, I I really am torn. It, 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 there, it I'm six in one, half dozen in the other. Sure. Well, I hope you let it mostly because the guy on the depends bag is really hot. Oh yeah, they're never gonna, it's never going to be who really would wear a diaper. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't think so. Look, looking at you, but here we go. Same thing with this wolf clothing. I heard about wolf clothing. I'm trying to get them as a sponsor. Now, do you wear this wolf there, Adam? I haven't worn it, but uh, I have heard of it. Jay, no, I don't know what this is. So, I can guess. Yeah, so somebody's like, "Oh, you got a, this clothing company? It's for like bigger guys and bears and stuff like that." And like, oh, and it. And the reason I bring it up is it is so difficult. You guys are both you know, thin men, it is so difficult, especially for shorts to find for some reason you talk to this Michael Kors, Adam, and Dolce and or Gabbana Uh is for some reason, the fashion industry decided fat guys, all fat guys want to wear long 
cargo shorts. You cannot find non-cargo shorts as a fat man. And so what I liked about this woof is that they have shorts that are cute and stuff. Anyway, the point is, like, oh, that's what we're, we're, we're aiming it at larger gays and gay bears and stuff like that. And any, any size can wear them, by the way. They're cute for all sizes. But on the pictures, it's always the most ripped, thin guy in their shorts. I'm like, <laughs> can you get one thick guy? I mean, it's who your, your, your market is. That is strange for that, actually. Yeah. Um, I have to say, since we're semi on the topic, that yeah. I have split my pants twice in the past week, uh, today being one of them, and I'm currently sitting in ripped pants. Yeah. So I am well on my way to needing a, a specific size cargo short, apparently. That's that hope more than more than the length. Um, I just hope that they stay together when I sit down. Yeah. Jay, do you have any sort of embarrassing story, like like clothing uh, or like splitting my clothes? Yeah, but I think you do it on purpose or using before you're going to go on a show. Or <laughs> like, yeah. Um, no, I like. Yeah. No, I don't have anything. I don't think I've ever split anything. Mm-hmm. Not even a check, like, Adam. He expects me to pay for it every single time. Wow! 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. That's like, don't call me late for dinner. Yeah. No, I, um, no, I, I don't have anything. I'll, I'll think on it yeah. if I have any wardrobe malfunction. I was performing at the Super Bowl once and Justin Timberlake ripped off my titty cup and then my whole breast was out. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I feel like that counts. Yeah. yeah I think so I guess too. I'm Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Jay. <laughs> Jay, do you have your pen? (laughs) Pen in hand. (laughs) All right. Uh, Get to this. By the way, I love that we've used over is it half exactly half the time. To uh, not talk about the show at all, and this is a, this is an iconic episode too. The girls band together to preserve a 200 year old oak tree in the neighborhood. The tree, however, is on the property of Frida Claxton, the the girl's extremely mean and hateful neighbor. She refuses to sign the petition to save the tree. Later at the meeting at City Hall to determine the fate of the tree, Mrs. Claxton stands up and grants. Why did I say Mrs.? We don't know she's a Mrs. Stands up and grants full permission for the city to tear down the tree. At this point, Rose has had enough and delivers a public scolding to Mrs. Claxton that ends with the phrase, drop dead. Ms. Claxton obliges and Rose is racked with guilt. In order to help Rose's guilt, all the girls decide to chip in for a funeral for Ms. Claxton, seeing as she had no friends or family. When she's accidentally cremated, Rose takes the ashes and scatters them around the old tree, thereby saving it. By some bizarre, but oh yeah, by some bizarre out that I don't really totally understand about the city can't now. Now the city can't do it because someone's ashes are there. Sure, uh, it'd be like running over a burial ground or something. Yeah, that means I can just like call, you know, like you know, tap tap. I put uh, ashes here. You can't, you, you know, you can't do anything here. Let's try it, Jay. Your thoughts on this episode in general? Uh, this is a fun one. I think that we we get to see all the the ladies have a fun moment with this one like antagonist, which is a really good time. And you kind of see how they deal with different problems in their different lives. Um, 
Rose is toxic. She kills men with her vagina and yeah. women with words, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, the only thing I thought I saw the ending coming a mile away where she, where Rose says, oh, I spread her ashes and then they all go look at the tree. I assumed the tree was going to fall or come crashing down because the women's ashes were spread there. I kind of thought that was going to oh, be the button. Mm-hmm. That's a magical so I don't know. A show that so, yeah, never like, had. From a mile away, yeah, but it's sh- the yeah. And by the way, <laughs> that's the ending from a mile away. A show that 28, 29 episodes in has never had any sort of supernatural element. All of a sudden now, the tree would wither and die because the ashes. Uh, that, that's, and that's the way you saw a mile away. Ugh. Yeah. I thought we were going to get a kind of a hybrid. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's how I thought. I think it should have ended, if you're asking, which you didn't. Um, It was an opportunity for sure. Yeah. 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 I thought, but everything was right. I think that the standout for me was B. Arthur with Mm -hmm. the uh, the Pfeiffer. Like, Mm -hmm. I think her her timing and her face when she's, I don't know, she's able to sell such a really dumb beat. It's a dumb joke. Yeah. It's a dumb, dumb joke, but she sold it. Yeah. But my, my top. Oh, go ahead. Nope. Oh, well, okay. it, is, it is about that. It is about that. that she, I was okay. in that book that that you referenced show that I have. Uh, her interview about this is that that was just her one of her favorite jokes ever is the oh, really? thing. So, and it is so simple and stupid. So it's really what she's, I think, enjoying is the way she delivers it so well. Yeah. It speaks to she's her. as like, she's a pro. But Sophia saying, how about a punch to the face is, I think, the standout <laughs> line. And I yeah. think that's a really fun one. So, yeah, overall, I, I like the episode. I think it was a fun. Uh, again, we get a new set, which is always a welcome thing to make it not feel so much like a play. Adam? Well, it's a sitcom. Don't, what are you talking uh, about? Rolling. What are you talking about? I just said I moved you, on to Adam. You made your point. I'm going on to Adam. I will not. <laughs> You've made your point. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving on. Yeah. Um, Oh, of course, I love it. I love it. Frida Claxton is it's a legendary episode. Mm-hmm. And the actual for Rose to get upset and say drop mm-hmm. dead. And then she does. It's just it was just so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. I, I I like it. I don't want to tell my cheesecakes yet, but I do like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking there's a hard maybe a seven here. <laughs> we might get up to a three or four on this. Yeah, baby. there it is. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I get iconic episode. It's almost like. This is, you know, the Onion used to do this feature, the Onion AV Club, sorry. AV Club used to do this feature where, and I wonder, I would love to see if they did it for the Golden Girls, where they would take iconic shows and they would say, okay, here are the first 10 that if you're new to the show, you should watch these 10 episodes. And then they had like mm-hmm. more of like a deep cut, the next 10, and like then the final 10. It was like a, okay, if you're really into the show, you can watch these. And then I feel if I were to do the same thing, this would be in that first 10 that you should watch. I mean, that's how iconic it is. And, and it sort of hits all the beats and all the points of the Golden Girls and why we like the Golden Girls and whatnot. Since Jay, yeah, you're not you know. I'd love to ask, since you guys both know the show better than me, obviously, this felt to me like you knew you could watch this episode even as your first episode and you would know that Rose is the optimistic, you know, rosy one, uh, you know, who blanches because she's sleeping with the guys who are on the panel. Like, yeah. I, I feel like you would know these characters. Would you say that they stay pretty true to who each character is. Definitely. I would, I think you just gave two good examples. And even the way that Dorothy is doing Pfeiffer is mm-hmm. very, very her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I would agree. Is there a B? Is there There's a no B storyline in this one. Yeah, it's no. all, all the ladies at this. And by the way, yet another iconic episode written by uh, Mort Nathan and Barry Finero. They seem to be the ones who they they get the Golden Girls, and they they the one the episodes that we tend to love and 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 revere. They seem to be the writers behind them. Could you name one? Like, is there one more that you could give me just as a reference for them? Because I don't think I know that. I think they did, uh, what was the one, what was our episode two? I think the Burt Reynolds one. The Burt Reynolds oh, Theater. Okay. Yeah, they did that one too. Um, the, the women of the night, like where they're in jail. Yes. Ladies, ladies of the evening. But ladies yeah. of oh, the evening. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and so, uh, now Adam, you have your magical, s- Adam's face is really close to the camera. What is, <laughs> I had to grab something. I'm sorry. What were you grabbing in, in Jay's room? Like, where were you grabbing oh, it? His diaper. <laughs> I was grabbing my Yeah. He's grabbing his diaper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Jay felt it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, now, Jay, Jay has. <laughs> Jay has. Uh, I mean, and Adam has a uh, a book of spells there uh, that mm-hmm. tells us all. Of, what, what, what did you learn about this episode from your book of uh, Golden Girls fiction? Well, fiction I basically gave it away is that is the Pfeiffer part was mm-hmm. was B. Arthur's favorite. The rest of this section was about Susan Harris explaining that one time she worked on a set where someone who played a really angry person like Frida Claxton did die while on set. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. You know, light on the facts, but with an episode so good, who needs, who needs facts? Yeah. Yes, Jay. I'd like to bring up something that um, my – experience with the show is they don't really talk about how old they are. Like they, there's never really, I mean, there's some references that are very kind of skimmed over mm-hmm. this one, especially specifically in the funeral house, funeral home, I guess, where they're picking up the coffin. They talk about Sophia and how they're planning ahead. And he like looks at her and then even Blanche says, Oh, I'm a woman of 45. And they're like, yeah, right. right. So they don't ever really make their age, the plot point, but this is kind of one where it, it kind of seems like they're thinking about death and I don't know, it seemed like kind of a darker thing for a sitcom to have in the eighties. It's also, it was weird to me. And every time I've seen this episode, I think about it, about how they're a, there's two things I think about is one thing you learn is that uh, Estelle Getty had a, like a pathological, not like, Oh, ha ha ha. We all fear death. Like an overwhelming fear of death. It's something that Mm. plagued her. She really, really hated death. Uh, like feared it immensely. And the other thing was that when they're having the big conversation in the kitchen about how they want to go, I was like, wow, except for Betty White, they are all dead. That's, yeah, it's weird. That's the weird thing for me is because the the show feels so fresh. And I think I, t- I shared this with you before, Jay, is it, it's odd. I still somehow expect to turn on Jimmy Fallon and B. Arthur's going to be a guest or mm-hmm. that we're going to see – Rue McClanahan on, you know, as a, on a guest spot on uh, Big Bang Theory. The f- I mean, it's just mm-hmm. hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that they're gone. You know? Yeah. And even we don't see, we used to have a lot more sightings of Betty White, which tells me that she's not really out in the public eye, eye anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it is going to be a, a hard day when she's gone. Cause I think so many people like you guys, and um, I, I do have an affinity for the show, even though you tease that I don't love it. It is hard to, like these women were so talented, are so talented and Betty White's kind of the last surviving one, so it's going to be a tough day for a lot of people because of all the good that they put out. It's really strange. It is strange, and especially, like, having started watching when I was young, mm-hmm. and they seemed 
so much older. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now I'm trying to do the math with like, oh, I think my parents are older now than, oh, than yeah. the gals are here. Uh-huh. And it's just wild. Time. I've talked about it before on another show. Sandra Bullock is older than Rue McClanahan is doing this show. And wow. Jennifer Anderson is, Jennifer Anderson's currently like the same age. Yeah. It's weird. Wow. How how the That's times crazy. have changed and the surgeries have gotten better. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh anyway, uh have any of you have any of you had someone that you really, really hate die? Jay, I mean, <laughs> After I took I care of them, yeah. Yeah, very rose. <laughs> okay, murder, a murder confession. I'll we all, yeah, Jay, you were in the mob. Has there anyone <laughs> someone that you had a problem with all of a sudden just uh disappear? Yeah. Go for a swim in the ocean. With the fi- with as Trump says, the tiny little fishies. <laughs> um, no, I have not had somebody I've hated die. There's time I've wished that upon them, but I've never screamed at them in a courtroom. A la Rose. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Um, I don't know what I think of, but I'm also I feel very like Rose because I'm very like. Oh, I would be very the one like, oh, we need to like, we can't. I wouldn't want to say we hate this person or I wouldn't mm-hmm. want anything bad to happen to them. Duh, duh, duh. Um, but you know, sometimes those people that just like builds up, builds up and then you scream at them to drop dead. So yeah. who's to say, uh, let's go over to the references. Um, pretty easy ones on this one. Jay, you're a big fan of horror pea soup head spinning around. What are they referring to there? The exorcist, the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, uh, what's the, what's the name? Is it Riley? The name of the little girl? No. Um, Linda Blair played, God, I thought it was with an H. It could be. I'm Jay- thinking Hayden, but that's not it. Jay Ellis. Ray- Reagan. 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 Jay Ellis is a horror film expert. So. Yeah. Uh, and she vomits at one point, but everyone learns. I don't know why it isn't like a famous film thing that they actually use pea soup out of it. Everyone knows that. All right. Here we go. Adam Menudo. Yeah. So, of course, Ricky Martin's roots. Yeah. 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 But are they still around? Is Menudo still around? I don't it know. Wasn't, but these yeah. days, when we have new kids on the block performing, I guess anything's possible. Yeah. They were an 80s uh, Puerto Rican boy band. And uh, the, and so that's the, that's why you see. I, I bet you a lot of youngs, the youngins who watch it, might like. What the fuck is going on there? Like why that the the Menudo concert didn't get approved? They march out of the city hall meeting. Uh, the song "Fools Fall in Love." Uh, Dorothy makes a reference to that song. Do you know that song, uh, Jay Ellis? Why do fools fall in love? No. Well, wait, yeah, maybe you are. Maybe you are doing it. Tell me why. What? Yeah, it's like a doo wop. Doing something. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to sing that full voice? <laughs> Don't make me sing, guys. No, it's um. Why do fools? Why do they fall in love? Yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. Right? Wow. Look, no wonder he was in that uh, production of. Uh... Yeah. I should have done the karaoke version. I had to do it. Why do fools fall in love? Why do birds sing so gay? Wow. Yeah, wow. Jay Ellis. I love doo-wop and I like the oldies, so yeah. 
Okay, and then one final little trivia thing here is that uh, at one point the the mortician is trying to sell him a coffin that he, he's selling for six thousand dollars. Jay, do you want to give an give a guess here as to what six thousand dollars the buying power of six thousand dollars is today? <sighs> Inflated up. I'm gonna go to nine thousand five hundred. All right, Anna, what are you gonna do here for for just a standard casket? Mm-hmm. Well, the way he said oh. 6000 Well, How much do you think that 6000 is worth today? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'll give it a 10. A 10,000. 10 grand. Oh, very good. The actual number is $14,229. It's double plus? Yeah, double plus from 1986. Uh, oh. Frida Claxton was played by a woman named uh, Nan Martin. Uh, character, very busy character actress, but her most, uh, uh, prominent film roles would be Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and Shallow Hell. And this episode, uh, originally aired November 1st, 1986. And that's everything she I She was only 59, by the way. That yeah. was another, I guess there was another fact in my book. She was young and they brought her back like we, they always do. Mm-hmm. Who did they say? She was, well, I don't want no spoilers for the kids in a few seasons, but she'll be back. Yeah. Oh. Not as this character, not as Frida. No, 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 no Frida's dad. Ashes to ashes. Um, it's she plays a a mother. In my version of the supernatural show, Golden yeah. Gal. Yeah, she come back as a good ghost. Jay, for some reason, thinks it's an X Files. He's watching the, or Twin Peaks or something. I don't know what show he thinks he's watching. Uh, all right. I was uh, waiting for. Oh. Yes. I was going to say I was waiting for uh, Sterling to come out and explain what was going to happen this week on the Twilight on the Golden Girls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Jay, that's a big. I want to go back to this. It's just before we wrap up this show and the cheesecakes. I want to reiterate that you said you saw the ending coming from a mile away, a mile away that the plane, the the tree would wither. That they spread the ashes, the tree wither. would just. No, I thought that the tree would like they would say, "Oh, come out and look at the tree." And then you would just hear crash and the tree fell down like that, like her ashes because she was scattered. Guys, evil. she's so evil that this tree, its roots have been just upended and it's fallen. And then she got her way in the end. I think that's a cuter button than a dog peeing on the tree. Well, we should reach out to the writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's and take a poll. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Adam, we'll start with you. How many cheesecakes? I'm dying because you like this episode. I do, but I am, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Wow. 8.5. I think it's really a great, it's a classic, absolutely an iconic episode. Um, but I noticed that there weren't like, there, I couldn't find any of like, oh, that's one of my favorite lines in there. Mm, um, interesting. So that's what, that's what kept it from nine, but a solid 8.5. I thought you liked the Pfeiffer line. I liked Dorothy's delivery. That was her favorite oh, one. Okay, Jay Ellis, get it right, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I didn't know that this was such an iconic episode. I had no mm-hmm. idea walking into it. So knowing that is putting the pressure on. But I think this is again. I always kind of go, would I recommend this episode to a friend or somebody who hasn't seen it? And I absolutely would. Um, I like it better than the one we did last week. So mm-hmm. I would go. I think I did seven point five for that one. So this one I would go with eight. I think it's a solid episode. All right, very good. Eight. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. The ending with you. was bad. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ending could have. 
<laughs> you saw it from a mile away. Oh, a mile yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, Jay, I'll be honest with you before I give you mine. I, I, when you say you saw it from a mile away, I thought it was going to be like that a car crashes into it and it falls over or, yeah. but not that it withers away and into like dust, you know? You're making me sound like somebody's putting like magic beans on it and then it goes like into like a, sh- I'm saying the same thing, like something happens where the tree ends up fall, like getting out of the whole scene. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying like a witch comes up and like hexes the tree. But like, but you said that the, because she spread the ashes, the ashes, she was so evil, the tree would just fall over spontaneously. <laughs> what I said is the ashes would be blown in the wind and then integrated into the tree and then the tree would fall. Yeah, exactly. It would kill squirrels that were living inside. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't twist my words. <laughs> All right. Well, Jay Ellis. Uh, did, oh, did I give it a number of cheesecake? I give it nine. I give it nine cheesecakes. Oh, good. Yeah, nine. Solid nine. Uh, all right. Well, Jay, thank you so much for being a friend. Thanks for having me, Adam. See you, Wolfies. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines. You can find Adam Salandra on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. You can find Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast. 